loving devotion arjuna said there are thy ever steadfast devotees who love and worship thee in the above way as the divine person there are again others who contemplate on thee as the imperishable unmanifest impersonal absolute which of these have a greater understanding of yoga the blessed lord said those i consider as the most perfect in yoga who with their minds fixed intently on me in steadfast love worship me with absolute faith those who are devoted to the imperishable the impersonal absolute who is the firm support of the world and is also indefinable unmanifested transcendent motionless eternal and all pervading even they reach me striving with their senses controlled and with their mind tranquilized and set on the welfare of all the obstacle facing those devoted to the impersonal absolute are far greater for the way of an unclear ideal is difficult for an embodied being the body centered man to understand or follow but arjuna soon will i lift from this ocean of death bound worldly existence those whose minds are ever set on me those who abandon to me the fruits of all their actions together with the sense of agency thereof and who worship me meditating on me as their sole refuge and their only love fix your mind on me alone let your reason penetrate into me without doubt you will then abide in me alone forevermore if you are unable to fix your mind steadily on me then try to reach me through the systematic practice of concentration if you are not capable of practicing systematic concentration then devote yourself wholeheartedly to the work of service to me consisting in external worship and discharge of duties for my sake thus working for me man can attain to perfection better than a mere formal practice of discipline or a clear intellectual understanding of the doctrines it is better to meditate even better than meditation is the abandonment of the fruits of action for such abandonment of the fruits of work and sense of their doership is immediately followed by peace friendly and compassionate to all and without any touch of hatred devoid of possessiveness and arrogance ever content and contemplative alike in happiness and misery self-controlled and firm in conviction dedicated to me with all his heart and all his soul dear to me is a man who is thus devoted who causes fear to none and whom none can frighten who is thus free from the agitation of the moods caused by euphoria anger and excitement such a person too is dear to me desireless pure resourceful unattached unworried and without any sense of self-centered agency a devotee thus endowed is dear to me he who is free from elation anger sorrow and craving who neither seeks the pleasant nor shuns the unpleasant dear to me is the man who is thus devoted alike to friend and foe alike in honor and insult alike in heat and cold 
alike in praise and blame, unattached, contented, and steady in mind, dear to me is a man who is thus devoted. Whosoever even seeks to follow the virtuous path to immortality, thus set forth with a mind full of faith and acceptance of me as their supreme goal, exceedingly dear to me are men who are thus devoted. Krishna continues to say, This body, Arjun, is called the field because the fruits of action are reaped in it. He who knows it as his property is the spirit. So, say these worst in this subject. Know me, Arjuna, to be the spirit in all. The knowledge of the distinction between the spirit and the body alone is real knowledge according to me. Hear from me in brief what the field is, of what nature it is, what its modifications are, and from what causes, what effects have sprung. Also know who the spirit is and what his powers are. In many and different ways have the rishis sung about this subject in different meters of varying description. The five great elements, the eye sense, the intellect and the unmanifested, the ten organs along with the mind as the eleventh, and the five objects of the senses, desire, hatred, pleasure and pain, the body, consciousness and will. Such is a brief description of the body with all its modifications. Freedom from self-importance, unpretentiousness, non-violence, patience, straightforwardness, service of the teacher, cleanliness, steadfastness and self-control, abhorrence of sensuality, self-effacement and perception of evil and misery in birth, death, old age and sickness, detachment from property and family members, non-identification with them and their fortunes and constant evenness of mind in favorable and unfavorable situations. Practice of unswerving devotion through contemplation on me as one's own, all on me in non-separation, resort to solitude and abhorrence of vulgar company, constant application to the study of spiritual texts and practice of spiritual disciplines and a clear comprehension of the goal of spiritual enlightenment and the destiny of man. All these described constitute knowledge and what all is opposed to it is ignorance. I shall now declare the object which ought to be known, by knowing which one attains to immortality. It is the Supreme Brahman, the eternal being who cannot be described either as existent or non-existent. His hands and feet are everywhere, his eyes, ears and mouth grasp everything. His face is in all directions. He is the transcendent spirit, enveloping all that exists. By his power, the faculties of the senses function, but sense organs, he has none. He is the support of all things, but they do not affect him. He transcends nature and its functions, but these constitute the objects for his enjoyment. He is within and without all beings, though unmoving. He looks like one moving because he is everywhere. He is both far and near, far to the ignorant and near to the knowing ones. Owing to subtlety, he cannot be known like gross objects.
key for mass parency to know is the whole yet does he seem to dwell in all beings as if divided into many he is the generator and supporter of all beings and their devourer too the self luminous light of consciousness revealing even all that is luminous he is beyond obscuration by the darkness of ignorance he the light of knowledge he the quest of knowledge he the way to home is knowledge in the innermost recess of all beings is he established thus has been briefly explained what the material nature is as also what constitutes knowledge and the object of knowledge my devotee who understands these becomes worthy of my state know both nature and spirit to be beginningless and eternal know also that all changeful objects and attributes that constitute the world of daily experience are sprung from nature or prakriti prakriti is the cause of the formation and functioning of the body and the senses while it is the purusha or the spirit that experiences pleasure and pain joy and sorrow seated in bodies which are the products of prakriti the purusha enjoys the objects and qualities born of prakriti or nature attachment to these objects is the cause of the spirit getting embodied in evil in this body there is also the transcendent and the supreme spirit who is described as the supreme self and sovereign lord the unconcerned witness the sanctioner the supporter and the enjoyer whoever thus knows the spirit and nature along with its effects will never be born again whatever be his mode of living there are some who perceive the atman within themselves by the practice of meditation with the purified mind there are also others who approach him through the discipline of knowledge or of work there are still others who being unfit to follow the disciplines described before for they lack the knowledge of the yogas and the vedas they adopt forms of worship or devotional disciplines under instruction from teachers or elders full of faith in these instructions heard and followed and following them sincerely as their only refuge they too certainly overcome the cycle of births and deaths o thou the best of the bharata clan is referring to arjuna whatever there is born whether moving or unmoving it has come into being due to the union of the body and spirit he really sees who perceives the supreme lord alike in everything as the imperishable substance abiding amidst perishing phenomena for he who perceives the lord's presence alike everywhere no longer works against his own spiritual well-being by mistaking the ego for the true spiritual self as men in ignorance do he therefore attains to the supreme goal he is the real seer who perceives that nature alone is doing all works and the atman the true spiritual self is the actionless witness when one perceives the manifold objects as centered in the one and as evolved from it then he attains brahman that highest self being the immutable and unoriginated spirit beyond nature is free from all action and stain though dwelling in the body just as the all pervading akasha or the sky because of its subtlety is not stained by anything so this atman though abiding in all bodies is never affected by any impurity just as the single sun lights up the whole universe so 
the indwelling spirit lights up all bodies. Whoever perceives by spiritual insight the distinction between nature and spirit, as also the freedom of the spirit from the hold of nature, they reach the supreme.